of Strategy with Family Policy Alliance. And if you're like parents around the country, your kids are probably back to school by now. Now we're a little ways into September. I know I've been having to stop behind a lot more school buses these days and uh, seeing, seeing less kids out, out during the day. But uh, we know it's back to school season and many parents are wondering, what's going on in my child's school, which is a fair question with all of the uh, just wokeism that we've seen around the country, and how can I respond to it? So today, that's what we're talking about, and I'm bringing on with me our Senior Vice President of Strategy, Autumn Leva, um, and she's going to be talking with us about exactly that, what's going on and how we can protect our kids. So welcome, Autumn. Thank you so much, Meridian. Such a, such a hot topic. I've got kids of my own, not quite school age yet. But I, as you know, we've got so many parents asking us questions about how to handle some of these issues coming up in their children's schools regularly. So we're excited to talk about some of those today and how we can help. Absolutely. So what what are I just, I just want to jump right in. What are some of those things that we've seen coming out of schools? And, and maybe we can start with because I know there's so many different areas we could talk about within the school. So starting with maybe classrooms and kind of the content that kids are getting what are some of those problem areas that parents should be aware of? Sure. Well, I think the area of, of classrooms and curriculum and things that have been going on that are concerning to parents, that really came to the forefront during COVID with parents getting more exposure and access to what their children are learning in the classroom, the types of materials that are being used for instruction. Um, so I know that we've heard from parents who are very concerned about the transgender issue coming to play in their children's curriculum, encouraging kids that they may be born in the wrong body and sending these terribly confusing messages to kids. Um, and in other cases, we've seen some incredibly explicit, obscene content being used for instruction as well. So of course, parents are concerned about that. Um, but even beyond that, one of the newer threats that we're hearing from parents about is that parents are actually being pushed out of being involved in their children's education, being involved in those curriculum lessons, being involved in any way in the school, with schools taking uh, incredibly, incredibly big action uh, with the kids without the parents' knowledge or even consent at times. So um, it's very concerning, and we hear from parents almost weekly on that issue, Meridian. It's just unbelievable. When you were saying explicit content, I was thinking of that video that came out. Maybe some of our viewers have seen it. Um, a, a week or two back, it was a member of Congress who decided just just to show how explicit some of this was, he started reading um, some of these materials that are available in school libraries um, and started reading it aloud and people were just aghast. It was just totally explicit material. Uh, Fox News later tried to show this and the content was so explicit that for their adults-only daytime television show, they had to bleep out nearly everything he said. It was just one long bleep, like through the, through the whole video, because that's the level of explicit content that elementary school kids are being exposed to. I mean, it's just so concerning. Uh, that's not, of course, the only area, though. I mean, that's that's one big area parents are thinking about. I know another one that maybe parents don't even realize is a big issue. Um, is what's actually happening um, in terms of medical treatment in counselors' offices. That's um, right, Meridian. That's a huge issue because a lot of parents don't realize that if a school has a fully functioning um, healthcare center, that they can actually prescribe medication. They can do all sorts of things, just like a regular clinic. And again, sometimes without even the parent's knowledge or consent, uh, and a lot of times parents don't realize that when at the beginning of the year and they consent to the 
medical treatment for their child in case of an emergency, that that can be interpreted by the school in a very, very different way than what parents intend. In fact, schools now are saying that if they determine that it's medically necessary for a child to receive gender transition uh, interventions, counseling, hormones, that type of thing, that the school can actually take action to do that without the parents even knowing because the school has deemed it medically necessary. Um, so really leaving parents in the dark and, and sending kids down this one-way road to gender transition where parents don't even have the opportunity to intervene. Um, so incredibly, incredibly concerning what can go on in school counselors' offices or in those, in those healthcare clinics. Well, and another example, I mean, that we, we are, you and I are familiar with is something that happened in Virginia where a um, young girl got kind of, kind of into the wrong crowd who started getting her thinking along these lines that maybe she was really a boy. Um, and eventually uh, she, she had that affirmed by everyone at school, all without her parents' knowledge. Um, and we, we have a separate video on this. Our viewers can watch and we will link that up in the comments. But uh, led to just this harrowing story of her running away from home and ending up being sex trafficked in a couple different states um, and just horrific, horrific things that should not have happened to this girl uh, because her parents were simply left out, of, left out of the loop. They had no idea what was going on at school. Um, so it's, That's right, Meridian. It even took, took the intervention of our ally there, the Family Foundation in Virginia, to help get that young girl back home and back in the loving care of her parents after she'd been trafficked twice. And you're exactly right. That would not have happened. It would not have started had the school not kept her parents in the dark about the fact that she was interested in gender transition, kind of heading down that pathway and even being bullied at school. Um, so we know that when schools take children away from that protective care of their parents, it can lead to all sorts of horrible situations. And of course, for this girl that you mentioned in Virginia, it just was an absolutely nightmare scenario. Which is awful. And I want to highlight one more area parents should be concerned about. And this, this one our viewers might, might be more aware of. And then, then we'll turn to solutions. We do want to give you parents some actual things you can do about this. But just, just to continue for a minute on, on some of the problem areas, locker rooms, bathrooms, sports teams, what should parents, especially maybe of girls, be watching out for there, Autumn? That's right. And these are areas that have gotten national attention for a while now. And that's that's thanks to all of you. That's thanks to parents and others standing up for what they know is right in their communities and with their local school boards. And that, of course, is the issue of, of men taking girls' spots, girls' championship titles on sports teams, despite the fact that, of course, federal law still says uh, that women have equal access to educational and athletic opportunities with men. That's Title IX, the federal civil rights law for women's equal access in those academic areas and, and athletic areas. Um, so that's, that is a huge concern. There's lawsuits and things moving forward in the courts. And now 23 states have passed a law saying that uh, girls' sports should remain for girls. So doing the common sense thing there. Um, and in locker rooms, of course, it's a huge issue because, of course, once you say that a man has access to a, a female's athletic opportunities, her spots on a team. That means that he also is getting access to those locker rooms, maybe even hotel rooms overnight. I was just talking with our friends at uh, Montana Family Foundation, our state ally in the state of Montana. And they were telling me a, a really um, sad story, but a courageous story of a young man who, because he was going to be forced to share a bed with a biological girl, on an overnight uh, trip for a sports event, he opted not to do that and instead spent the weekend sleeping in a bathtub. 
just so that he would not be forced to do that. Now, that's very commendable of that young man, but he should not have been put in that spot. And of course, we also know the, the horrible stories out of the state of Virginia. Again, I'm Meridian, I know you already mentioned that. Um, but where a, a girl, two girls actually, were sexually assaulted by the same young man who identified as female in school bathrooms. And the school was working actively working to not disclose that, act, actively working to suppress it. Um, and so we know that these, these liberal woke policies that are being put forward, they have very real consequences for parents and for their children. Absolutely. It's just just so sad to hear these stories. But the good news is there are things parents can do. Um, of course, you know, we're, we're fighting on the policy level. And there are so many ways we, we often use this channel to talk about ways that you can be involved in, in speaking out to your legislators or um, supporting on that front. But there's also just practical things you can do at your school right now. Um, and I would love to, to talk through a couple of those. So I, I, let's take the classroom example or the, 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 the concerning content. What can parents do there right now, Autumn, to protect their kids? That's great. Ex exactly right, Meridian. We want to be about solutions and ways to help parents. So we've actually put forward a guide for parents. It's called the Back to School for Parents Guide. Um, we've put forward just this, this fall a brand new edition that's shortened more condensed because we know parents are busy. They don't have a lot of time. It's very easy to navigate. Uh, this, this shortened version is even easier to use and put into place right away. Um, so Meridian, you mentioned classrooms. And I think one of the little nuggets to, to pull out of the guide is that a lot of parents don't know that they have the federal right to, to review their child's curriculum, to sit in on their child's class, to ask questions of their teachers about lessons, that is a federally protected right, and that will always trump state law. Um, so even if there are policies in a state that are concerning or trying to keep parents in the dark, of course, we know there are some of those, um, that, that federal law does still trump. So parents do have that right to access that type of, of curriculum and learning in their child's classroom so that they can be involved and protect their child from some of the, the concerning content that we mentioned earlier. Um, and of course, if, if you're able to download the guide, we encourage you to do, do so. It's been a huge help to me personally. Um, we, hope, we hope and pray it is to you as well. You'll be able to see a lot of different rights and ways to combat concerning curriculum uh, and to take action to protect your child in that area of the classroom. I love that. Uh, I, I, I know we, we shared this very concerning story about this girl named Sage, which again, have a video on that you can watch if you want to hear more. Um, but how can parents, how can parents protect their kids um, in, in that case? And I'm, I'm going to broaden it. So, so putting together doctor's offices, counselor's offices, all those things, because those exist within the school structure a lot of times. Um, so what are ways that parents can protect their kids in that environment? That's right, Meridian. There, there is a good tip from the parent guide about protecting your child in areas like doctor's offices or counseling offices within the school context. And that is oftentimes parents will sign a general form of consent at the beginning of the year, consent to give their child medical care. And for most of us, myself included, we interpret that as things like emergency care. Your child falls and breaks, breaks an arm on the playground or something like that, has an accident at a sporting event, and they need urgent medical care. And parents think that that's what they're consenting to. And thankfully, in many cases, that is, that is what they're consenting to. But in a lot of cases, that is being interpreted by the school as a general consent of parents to treat their child for whatever. 
Uh, and so the school is moving forward and providing that child with things like gender transition counseling and other forms of gender transition uh, medical interventions, which of course is very, very concerning to many parents, among other things, things like um, uh, abortion counseling, perhaps uh, contraceptives, even abortifacient uh, forms of that. And so uh, parents can actually take the step to limit the consent that they give the school for, for medical care. You can, instead of making that a general consent, you can narrow it down to exactly what you're consenting uh, for care for your child. And there is some tips and uh, there are some tips on how to do that in the parent guide. So we encourage you to download that to get that full language to limit your consent, as well as see some, some other areas where you can protect your, uh, excuse me, some other tips where you can protect your child in the area of the school, such as a school health clinic or a counselor's office. I think that's such a great tip. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm someone who thinks about policies surrounded by lawyers, but that would never cross my mind. And I'm so glad that that's in, in our guide and it's of lawyers like you have thought of that uh, so that people like me don't have to go go thinking about that. And I'm wondering, we've got all kinds of tools um, in that back to school guide. Um, and, just, and just for the parents who are listening to this, um, like Autumn said, these are just a couple examples of the things that are in there. We go through a whole bunch of other things. You know, I know some parents are going to be wondering, what can my child access online? I know that's a huge area of concern for, for parents, you know, so finding out what is it that they might be able to access online and what can I do about that as a parent? Um, and what are ways, you know, when there's something that really is a school board level issue, what can I do when I speak to my school board and what can I do at that level? Um, we've got all kinds of just pre, pre-written things for you in there too, so that you can, you don't have to come up with all of this from scratch. Um, really just a wonderful resource that you should check out in the caption. Um, Autumn, I know we're almost out of time, but the last thing I wanted to ask you is just what encouragement you have for parents who are concerned about their child's school or education? That's a great question, Meridian, because we know that these issues, they are deeply concerning. And like I said, we hear from parents all the time, and it seems like the situation's getting darker and darker, but there really is some good encouragement. Uh, We've seen parents like you uh, and myself and our state family policy councils who we uh, ally with and work with in 40 states across the country and other national allied groups, they're all starting to stand up for parents' rights and f- to protect children from things like sexual content and ideas that they could be born in the wrong body and things like that. Um, and so as a result of that, what we're seeing is some really good progress in the policy side to protect parents and their children. So for example, there is now, I mentioned this earlier, there's now a law in 23 states that protects kids from being forced to compete, for girls from being forced to compete with boys on sports teams. That's 23 states with save girls sports laws. That's huge. And it's changing the the direction of our nation on these issues. Uh, Same thing with laws uh, that we call our help not harm laws. Uh, laws that we spearheaded long ago uh, that are starting to get a lot of traction in just three years now. There's 20 states with a version of a help not harm law that prevents children from being uh, put through the process of gender transition. It bans things like hormones uh, and irreversible surgeries like double mastectomies for young girls. Uh, That's in place in 20 states. So it doesn't matter what the school is doing. If you're in one of those states, it's now a prohibited practice in that state, which is hugely, hugely uh, encouraging to parents because they don't have to worry about their child in that state quite as much. And then there's other states, even states that are mixed politically, like Virginia, we call it a purple state, where the governor has put forward there some model policies that say 
parents have to have access and transparency into everything that's going on with their child at school. Um, and that girls sports, sports teams should remain just for girls, uh, things like that. And that's happening, like I said, even in a purple state. So there's some real momentum out there with states rising up and protecting the rights of parents and protecting children from things like being uh, exposed to sexual content. And we at Family Policy Alliance are so encouraged by that. And we pray that you are too, because you're part of those victories. Absolutely. We are so thankful for each and every one of you who speaks out to your legislators, speaks up at your local school board, just takes these practical steps to protect your, your own child at their own school. Um, every one of those actions can make a huge difference. If you want to get more involved with us and make sure you're actually getting, getting those updates, we, we send out regular action alerts when there is an opportunity to speak out. Um, you can sign up for our emails um, and be sure, it just whoever you are, if you're a parent and you want to protect your child, to download the free back to school guide. Again, the link is in the caption um, and you've got all, all the practical tools and tips that you need. Uh, thanks so much for watching this. Be sure to like, share and comment uh, if you did enjoy this. The social media companies don't like what we're doing. So we rely on uh, your engagement to help get our message out there. Uh, thanks so much for watching and we'll see you next time. Brought to you by Family Policy Alliance. Our vision is a nation where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished.